Hi there, and welcome to Two Fab Weight Loss and Fitness Support. Today, I want to talk to you about my anxiety and how anxiety and obesity go hand in hand for me. Anxiety is a word that we hear often these days. And hopefully, as we continue to work towards breaking the stigma associated with mental health, we will hear about it even more. I always knew I felt anxious to some degree. I knew that a lot of my thoughts and worries were not always normal, so to speak, but it was something that I had been dealing with for as long as I could remember. This made it normal for me. I just continued on despite my hamster wheel of worries, put on a brave face, and believed that I was in control. I have always been overweight as well, since childhood. Again, like the anxiety, it was my normal. It was all I knew. I had tried numerous times to lose weight, but never was a success because no matter the amount of weight loss, I would always gain it back. And even though I would have said I was an emotional eater, I did not really understand what that meant. And I most certainly never connected my anxiety to my obesity. When I started sharing this portion of my story, People that were close to me were surprised to hear that I had been diagnosed with general anxiety disorder and obsessive compulsive disorder. I guess I hit it well, if you didn't count the extra 200 pounds I was carrying around. Let me try to describe my anxiety. If you struggle with anxiety, you may recognize some of these behaviors, even if you respond differently. When I was a child, I often had trouble falling asleep. And it wasn't from the typical fear of the monster in the closet, like most kids. It was the fear of the UFO landing in my backyard. It was the fear of our house catching on fire in the middle of the night. It was the fear of a strange person breaking into our home and coming at the steps and killing us all. I thought about these worst case scenarios and somewhat irrational scenarios every single night. Me and my sister had bunk beds, and our room was at the top of the steps. I used to try to keep my little little sister awake and make her sleep facing the door so she could alert me if someone was coming or if she saw smoke. Worse than those worries, though, was the feeling. Man, do I remember this feeling. I don't know how to describe it well, but it was like a feeling of dread That's the only way I can think of to describe it. It will come on all of a sudden, and it happened more often in the spring and summer. I remember being outside in the evening playing with my sister and friends, and something in the summer air would just trigger it. The feeling would come over me like a wave, and I knew at that very moment I would have trouble falling asleep. I would lay in bed suffocating with this feeling. This is where the OCD started to introduce itself into my life. At nighttime, the only thing that would sometimes make the feeling subside was a certain pair of underwear. Yes, I know how weird that sounds, but welcome to the world of general anxiety disorder and obsessive compulsive disorder. The underwear had to fit a certain way feel a certain way, sometimes taking many adjustments to get it just right. 
At that point, the feeling would slowly fade away, as would I into sleep. I used to hide this one pair of blue underwear in my blankets in the morning so they would never leave my room. I have no idea how long that lasted, but I remember it like it was yesterday. I still to this day catch a whiff of the feeling in the summer air, and even to this day when I hear hockey or baseball on the TV at night, I am reminded of that feeling. That comes from me laying in bed trying so hard to make it go away and to fall asleep while listening to my dad downstairs watching TV before he went to bed. It wasn't until therapy as an adult I could see where the self-soothing with food began. It is no coincidence that I used to eat a can of ravioli or a bowl of ramen as a bedtime snack, not to mention the ice cream and popcorn that I had as an actual snack. Flash forward to adulthood. Anxiety for me ranged from running out to the driveway to see if my car was still there every time I heard a noise because I thought my car was being repoed, even though my payment was only a day late and sometimes wasn't even late at all. It was laying in bed praying over and over and over that I wasn't dying from a blood clot because I had a muscle soreness in my calf. It evolved as my life evolved and eventually it became a very central part of my daily existence. I couldn't leave the house without going through a series of rituals. In the morning, after getting ready for work and before leaving the house, I would look at the flat iron and make sure it was unplugged. I would check the baseboard heaters in every bedroom, bathroom, and living room to make sure no objects were touching them. I would shut all the doors. I would go into the kitchen and look at the stove to make sure all of the burners were off, even though I had not used the stove that morning. I would then feel the knobs to the burners to make sure they were all facing up and down so that I knew for certain they were off. I would then take a step back and stare at the stove again, trying to take a mental picture that they were all off. We would gather our stuff and head to the door. Then it would hit the feeling, the feeling that it wasn't right. There was no way I could leave the house while feeling this way. So I would go back to the bedroom and start the whole process again. I would repeat this until it felt right. There were many times backing out of the driveway or during my commute, I would have to turn around because I could not shake the feeling, the what ifs. I did the same at bedtime, only adding door locks, staring at the smoke detector, waiting to see the little red flash indicating it was working, checking for everyone's keys, pressing the lock on my car button multiple times to make sure my car was really locked, feeling the wick of the candle to make sure there was no flame. I think you get the idea. In addition to the physical things I would do, I also had mental rituals. I would pray a series of prayers about my kids, my family, my house, and I would say it over and over in my head until it felt right. I couldn't even imagine the disaster that would ensue in my life if I did not make sure I did this at various times of the day and night. There were many times I would fall asleep in the middle of an endless loop of the same prayer. This, on top of 
anxiety about something I said, how it was interpreted. Did I remember to do something? Did I pay that? Did I schedule that? Am I dying of cancer? Will my kids be okay? And don't even get me started on medications, vaccines, and germs. I cannot tell you the number of prescriptions I have never filled because I was afraid of dying from a medication side effect. Then add all of these same things, but the work version. My anxiety reached a whole new level, both about real things and imagined scenarios. Anxiety made me irritable, short-fused, and impatient. My biggest pet peeve was someone interrupting me during one of my many rituals. They had no idea that I was in the middle of a ritual, but it would anger me so much to be interrupted with their real-time, real-life things. I mean, I had worst-case scenarios being worried about and prevented by my rituals. How can they just come up to me and interrupt? Again, no coincidence that during the era of my worst anxiety and obsessive-compulsive disorder, I was also the heaviest I had ever been. Still, even with knowing my general anxiety disorder was becoming quite debilitating, and I was so physically uncomfortable because of my obesity, I never once linked the two together. I sought out therapy for my weight. I was tired of being fat and tired of losing and gaining weight. I wanted help figuring out why I ate the way I did. I had no idea the next eight months of therapy would be anxiety treatment. We didn't even talk about weight until I was able to gain control of my anxiety and OCD. It took eight months of cognitive behavioral therapy and eventually medication. What a world of difference it has made in my life. Just in losing the rituals alone has made a drastic improvement. My anxiety is not cured, but it is definitely controlled. I can rationalize and make sense of thoughts. I am in control. I still have moments that I want to binge or self-soothe with food, but I am able to identify and move on. That's huge. I would have never been able to get to this point without seeking therapy and being open to what the therapist suggested. I wanted to change. I knew there was no way in hell I wanted to keep going the way I was feeling. Something had to change. I am forever grateful to myself for making myself a priority.